This podcast is sponsored by the Faith Mission Christian Fellowship Church Incorporated, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. Interested in becoming a member, giving, or submitting a prayer request? Text Give Prayer or Member to 845-254-2445, fill out the prompts, and a member of our team will contact you. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, health to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly. In Jesus' name, amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. He ain't talking about because you and I share the last name, same last name, because we share, you know, we may have grew up together and all that kind. No, he ain't talking about that at all. And that's what we got to get the understanding of. So having said that, turn over to, uh, to John, the Gospel of John. I hope you're taping. I don't know what, what, what's going on. because I, don't, I don't, Like I said, I don't know what I'm going to do today, but I, I just feel, feel like uh, we want to share some things. The Gospel of John, the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. 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 John, Gospel of John chapter 4. Remember Jesus met the woman at the well. And we're going to look at 21st verse. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, how do we, how do we reciprocate? This friendship with God, we have to spend time with him. That's how we reciprocate this friendship with God. We spend time with him. You, you, you hear, you've heard me saying over the years how sometimes he'll have me up 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and, and I'll just be talking to him and he was talking to me until 4, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. That's how you reciprocate. You spend time with him. Because anybody that you know that was a best friend, if you wasn't at their house or going shopping with them or going to the movies with them, you was on the phone with them. You spent time with them because that was your best friend. He seeks for us to worship him that way by spending time with him. Now, I was watching a show this morning, and I mean, I like to jump off my seat. This woman, uh, she's a minister, and she had a, had an accident uh, with a horse or something, or uh, trampling her and whatnot, and she lost a lot of her sight. And 
she began to, uh, uh, I think she had 2060 in one eye with a contact lens. But the other eye, it was completely gone. And she was at peace through this whole thing. When she was in the hospital, they thought she was all right because she was smiling and talking. And when they got the, the test results back, this horse had uh, collapsed, uh, I think, one of her lungs, her spleen, her liver, and broke all the ribs on the left side of her of her torso. And she should have been screaming in pain. And she was laying there smiling. And they thought something was wrong. You know, something. she was all right. But when they got those test reports back, they said, my God, you got to go to intensive care, you know, because you you were in bad shape. Well, anyway, they found it come to find out that after they did all this, they found out that both corneas of her eyes were, were fractured because the horse hit her with such force and knocked her to the ground that it just, it, I mean, they broke just fractured and they, you know, they couldn't repair them. Well, she said that, uh, as a minister, she was in Africa ministering, and uh, after this, and uh, she said, I was sitting there waiting to speak, and the pastor was up, and she said, I looked up, and I saw these angels all around the pastor, and they were around the front of the church, and some of them were walking in the aisles, and they were laying hands on people, and they were anointing people with oil, and they were just they were just walking around, just like in here right now. They're walking around right now. They're in here right now. And they're going and they're ministering to people, you know, And uh, but other people couldn't see it, but she could see it. She said she was so shocked that she, you know, she looked, that she backed up and what's happening to me? So she said that uh, after she went outside, she said in this part of Africa, they run around on these mopeds all over the place. And she said she could see angels riding on the mopeds with some people and demons riding on the mopeds with other people. She said she could see this. And she said, I got so, she said, I, she said, I just said, God, cut it off. Cut it off. I can't stand it. I can't stand it. I, I, I don't want to see this anymore. Because it became a usual thing for her. So she said that uh, uh, God told her how to handle it. Now, this is why I'm about to jump off my seat because this is the kind of stuff that was happening to me. And he, he showed me how to, how to deal with this stuff because years ago, I see things all the time and it scared me. So I backed away from it. And God will not force anything on you. I backed away from it. I don't want that because I didn't know if it was God the demons, I didn't know what that was. Now, this stuff I'm seeing and, and hearing stuff and, and knowing stuff about people, and, and uh, some of them don't know, but this was in the basement, and I was going like, what is this? Okay, I mean, well, I'm, I had plenty of conversations driving back from Manhattan. Plenty of conversations, because I'd be seeing stuff about folk and whatnot, and sometimes even know when people are going to die, I was like, I don't want to know this, Okay. I don't want to know it. I backed away from it. I left that thing alone. So anyway, she said that uh, after the Lord showed her how to deal with it, how to handle it, she said, now I can handle it better. So now the commentator who was interviewing her, he said, I want you to pray for the people before the show goes off, that they would receive this. And she said, I could pray it, but that's not how it comes. She says, it comes by fellowship, communion, 
with God. The time you spend with God, these things begin to manifest. I like to jump out of my seat. I say, because see, you don't know. I, I, you know, I tell you people all the time because you're family, and if you talk about me, I don't care. But see, I don't tell this to everybody because people think you're crazy, okay? They think you're out your mind, okay? What's up? But to hear somebody else that going through the same kind of stuff and confirming it that it's not and that it is real. And she said, at one another service, she said this man came and sat down next to her. And uh, he turned to her and he said, you know, you can travel anywhere in the heavenlies you want to. And she said, I looked at him, I smiled, I said, thank you. And I went back to my book. And she said, he stayed there. And then she said, he turned to me again and looked me right in the face and said it again. You can travel anywhere you want to in the heavenlies. And she said, I could see that this was really something that was real. Who is this guy? Then she said by the time the service entered, she couldn't find him. She couldn't find him anymore. She said, I believe he was an angel. And she says, since then, I traveled back and forth to heaven. Travel back and forth to heaven. As she wills. Now, let me tell you. Let me tell you. That's something. That's something. But she said that comes by spending time with God, setting aside time for him. Not just, you know, not just going to work. No, no, it's not, it's not like that. You have to spend hours. You spend hours with him. I, I've, I've been spending so many hours with him, and he's told me so many things about going to heaven. He told me I'm going to heaven and to hell. I ain't staying I'm visiting both. I mean, I'll go to heaven later, that, that, later on. But hell, definitely, I was a visit. <laughs> Amen. But he, he told me I'm going. So when she said that, I like to jump off the seat. I said, my God, there it is. There's the, the not only confirmation, but it's somebody else out there too. Now, now I told you this was special. I'm going to give you something special today. Uh, that just exploded in me because I remembered something that I heard from Brother Or Roberts. So you know the scripture in Acts where it says in the last days God's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh? Brother Oral said he ain't just talking about the church. All flesh. All flesh. Saved and unsaved. Muslim, Hindu, Krishna, okay, Mormons, all flesh. He's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. So all flesh will have an opportunity to accept what they sense. Salvation will be available to all flesh without you preaching to them like that. And this is where we're this is where we are right now. Because she said, when I go to heaven now, 
she said there's so much activity. She said there's this like like never before. It's it's busy. It's busy. Yeah, because it's wrapping up. They're getting ready for the end times. And God's pouring out. It's already happening. It's already happening. He's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. Some people are sitting and they grit their teeth. I don't want that. I don't want to need that. They'll have no excuse. They'll have no excuse. They will have no excuse. You will have had your opportunity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's pouring out his spirit on all flesh. And these things that she's talking about will be more normal as opposed to abnormal, as opposed to being supernatural. It'll be normal. This will be a normal occurrence. And I'm telling you, you're right in the middle of it. You are right in the middle of it. You are right in the middle of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then I talked about on Wednesday. I'm, about, I'm getting ready to wrap it up because I'm, I'm, I'm giving you some stuff that you're going to feed on. You think you ate Thanksgiving. I'm giving you some stuff to feed on today. All right. You're going to take this home with you. And I, and I, and I'm believing God that it's going to, it's going to mess with you all week long. I'm believing God that it's going to rise up in you all week long. You're going to think about it. You're going to see it. You're going to hear me saying it all week long. All right. Now on Wednesday, I touched on something and, uh, I, I did well, I had a reason for going there, but I, I didn't realize the impact of it. I was talking about Lazarus and the rich man. And I, and I talked about the fact that Lazarus went to Abraham's bosom. The rich man died and went to hell, but in hell, he lift up his eyes and saw Lazarus. So he had some eyes. And he saw Abraham. And he recognized Abraham. And he said, Father Abraham. So he still had memory of what he was taught. So your spirit and soul go together. Your body is the only thing that's in the grave. Your memory is intact. Your spirit and soul are intact. So though you leave here, you just enter somewhere else and you still you. He remembered that he had five brothers at his father's house. He remembered his father's house. He remembered he had five brothers. And he said, Abraham, send Lazarus that he dipped the tip of his finger in water and cooled my tongue. He had a tongue. He was not only talking, he had a tongue. That he might <laughs> dip the tip of his finger in water and, and drop it on my tongue because I am tormented in these flames. He said, I'm tormented here. How can you be tormented if the only pain is in the flesh? Flesh ain't no way around. He said, I'm tormented. 
but he remembered. He saw. He spoke. He had a tongue. All these things were happening to him. But he was still him. So his soul and his spirit is the real him. This is nothing but an earth suit. So if somebody is born again and to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, they still know you. They still remember you. They praying for you. They better off than they was when they here. And they praying for you to come there. The sting of death is removed. See, before folk was afraid of, die, of death because it was the unknown. The Bible has explained it. This is what's going to happen. This way you're going to be. This way you're going. And you're going to be the same you that you was here. Only you're going to be <laughs> perfect. Perfect. No sin. No pain. Oh, glory to God. Nothing going to bother you anymore. If you limp before, you're going to walk now. If you got old here, you're going to be young there. Glory to God. If you needed glasses here, you won't need them there. Hallelujah. He's talking about being better off. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I'm, I'm telling you, this morning when we were coming in, I was playing a, playing a song that I wanted to play at my mother's home going as the last thing that I did, but we were unable to do it. And it was, uh, it was, uh, it's so easy to love you. It's so easy to love you. It's so easy to love God when you have information. See, most people reject God because they don't have information about God. They don't know that God's got you covered here and when you go there. They don't know that he's your friend and wants to do good things for you. See, they, they don't have all the information. See, so once you know, it's so easy to love him. It's so easy to love him. I said, it's so easy to love him because I know him. How do I know him? He's a friend. I know my friend, see? I know my friend. I know what my friend will do and what my friend won't do. I know what, when somebody said, well, God, you know, when, when you hear these people talk about, oh, that's a, an act of God. When you see a hurricane and thousands of people getting wiped out, say, that's not my friend. That's not my God. No, no, uh, I know. See, only somebody who does not know him can make a statement like that. Only somebody who has never been acquainted with him can come up with that kind of stuff. Oh, that's an act of God. That's no act of God. He's a friend of mine. I can tell you his acts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that's what we need to start doing, telling people. No. 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 That's not God. I know God. Uh, who do you think you are? A friend of his. Hey! <laughs> I'm a friend of his. Amen. I, I know him and I can tell you about him. And that's not him. He didn't do that. He doesn't do that. He doesn't act that way. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 All right. Now there's one last thing. Oh, we, we going home today. There's one last thing. 
the Lord spoke to me in one of our times of fellowshipping together. And he said something to me that I'm only sharing with the, the crowd today. And don't y'all tell nobody. I told you this is this special, this special. All right, this special because y'all press your way through. See, it's special. All right, all right, all right. Watch this. Uh, <laughs> did you notice that when Jesus walked the earth, men could not hurt him? Did you notice? When Jesus walked the earth, men could not stop him. Did you notice when Jesus walked the earth, men could not kill him? They talked about it all the time, but they couldn't kill him. They couldn't kill him. They couldn't stop him. They couldn't hurt him. Even when they had him cornered on the edge of a mountain, all they had to do was grab him and throw him off. The word says he disappeared out of their midst. So they couldn't kill him, hurt him, stop him, and they couldn't even catch him. Okay? Couldn't even catch him. Right there in the midst of them. And they couldn't catch him. Now watch, now watch this, watch this, watch this. Stay with me here. Because this is, we're still talking about the friend. Oh, God. Remember, no, don't remember, turn there. Luke, Luke 10, Luke 10. No, 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 yeah, Luke, 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 Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10. We're we, we going home in a minute. But, but, I, but I'm going to mess with you for a while before you go. All right? Luke chapter 10. <laughs> Luke 10, 19. No, Sister Barbara didn't write it. <laughs> okay, Luke 10, 19. Watch this. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing Everybody say nothing. Shall by any means hurt you. And nothing by any means shall hurt you. Now look at it in your Bible. Look at it in your Bible. Because I, I want you to get this. I want you to get this. Look at it in your Bible. Luke 10, 19. Behold. I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You, you. you remember that now? Okay. Do you remember Isaiah 54? Turn there. You was too slow. Isaiah 54. That's right. Isaiah 54 and verse 17. No weapon. How many weapons? 
no weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou or you shall condemn. This is your heritage. <laughs> okay? Now, Zechariah, I ain't going to ask you to turn there because we ain't got it all day. Zechariah chapter 4 says, not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Did you hear that? Not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Now you can turn to this one, Philippians 4. I'm trying to close out here so we can do the communion going on. Philippians, Philippians 4. Philippians 4.13, you know it well. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Now, without going there, Remember in Numbers 13, when they sent out the 12 spies and Caleb and Joshua, two of the 12, came back with a good report. And uh, uh, Caleb said, let us go up at once and possess it. We're well able. But the other said, there's giants in the land. There's walled cities. We, can't, can, we cannot possess that land. But Caleb said, God said, we can, I believe we can possess the land. Now, I want this to rise up big in you all week long, all week long. I, I, want, I want this to be a part of your, uh, your thinking, your, your, your understanding, your heart, your spirit. I want this to be a part of you for the week. Listen at me. Oh. <clears throat> Turn to John, the Gospel of John, chapter 19. John, the 19th chapter. I'm going to read this. We're going to receive a supernatural offering. We're going to have communion. And this will be on our hearts and minds. John 19, beginning with the first verse. Then Pilate therefore took Jesus and scourged him, whipped him, had him whipped. And the soldiers plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe and said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they smote him, they struck him again with their hands. Now, now remember, they came and took him in the garden after Jesus said, 
Now it's time. They're coming for me now. It's time for me to go. He told his disciples what was coming before it was coming. Because it's fullness of time. Time for them to come take me. Before that, nobody took him. Nobody touched him. Nobody could hurt him. Nobody could kill him. And as a matter of fact, he tried to tell them when they came for him. He said, I was in the temple. How come you didn't come get me then? I was openly preaching in the temple and in the streets. How come you didn't touch me then? Because they could not. They could not. Oh. Okay. Verse 4. Pilate, verse 4, Pilate therefore went forth again and saith unto them, Behold, I bring him forth to you that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then came Jesus forth wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate saith unto them, Behold the man. When the chief priests, therefore, and officers saw him, they cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate saith unto them, Take ye him and crucify him, for I find no fault in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and by our law he ought to die, because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate therefore heard that saying, he was the more afraid, and went again into the judgment hall, and saith unto Jesus, Whence art thou? But Jesus gave him no answer. Then saith Pilate unto him, Speakest thou not unto me? Knowest thou not that I have power to crucify thee and have power to release thee? Here's it. It is. Jesus said, Thou couldst have no power at all against me except it were given thee from above. Therefore he that delivered me unto thee hath the greater sin. Jesus said, you couldn't do nothing to me unless the Father allowed you to do it. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. They can do nothing to you if you believe what he said. He said, you listen, I was in the temple preaching all the time. I walked the streets freely. I preached in the streets. I preached on the mountaintop. I preached in the in a boat just a little off from the... I even came to your temple and preached. How come you didn't take me then? Because you could not. It was not the fullness of time. No man take my life. I lay it down willingly. There's nothing that you can do. And God the Father and the Son said the same thing to us. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's what you got to believe. That's how you got to go into the new year. Uh-uh, no, you can't hurt me. You can't touch me. There ain't nothing you can do to me because I'm his. And if I'm his, he's protecting me. He's keeping me. He's providing. And in the fullness of time, if he's ready for you to do something, so whatever you want to do, shoot your best shot. You can't hurt me. Now, in one of my times with the Lord, this is what he said to me. He said, no, nobody can't hurt you. Nobody can do anything to you. Didn't you read in my word that I said nothing and no one shall by any means hurt you? They can't.
cannot hurt you. I'm speaking to everybody in this room. I want you to take the. I want you to take this home. I want you to confess it. I want you to read those scriptures. I want you to know that nobody can touch you. Nobody can do anything to you when other people right next to you can drop dead a thousand on my left hand and ten thousand on my right hand, but nothing shall come nigh me. Oh, glory to God. That's what he's saying. So when you say Psalm 91, he's just backing up what Jesus said. Jesus' word is behind it. They can drop a bomb right next to me. Everything around me will fall, and I'll still be standing. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. They can sink the cruise ship with me on it, and I'll have a dinghy. I'll be in the water in a dinghy. Amen. They can crash the airplane. I'm telling you, that just that just gave new emphasis to not being afraid to go on an airplane. New emphasis to be not be afraid to go on a boat. And new emphasis on not being afraid to go to any country that God asks you to go to to preach. Because you can go to, I don't care if they got 14,000 looking to hijack or to kidnap you. They can in no wise hurt you. They can't touch you. They can't even come near you. Because God said, that's mine. I got. I got that one covered. I got that one covered. Nothing. But see, you got to believe it. See, the word works if you work it. You got to believe that. And when you believe that, I'm telling you, walk a little taller. Thank God. <laughs> Amen. When you walk a little taller, see, when you believe it, you got to believe that. See, when you believe that, you can go anywhere. If God says it's all right, go ahead and get that operation. Come on, you go and get it. You can go and get it. We you can go and get it. Because you you, you know you're gonna wake up. <laughs> See, too many saints are scared of stuff. Saints are scared of dying. Saints are scared of going places. Saints are scared of doing things. Saints are scared of taking a chance. God didn't tell you to take a chance. He said, choose. I don't play games of chance. I win. If I play it, I win it. Nothing. That's that's the that's the that's the word. That's the word for you. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Ooh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't care. I don't care. I told you. I told you. I don't care if gas is five dollars a gallon. I'm gonna have me some gas, and I'm gonna ride, and I ain't riding in no you go. Did you hear what I said? I ain't riding no you go. You got them little things, ain't nothing but some tin around a, 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 a one of them a, a moped motors or something, you know, so you can get 100 miles a gallon, okay? And a fast moving ad will knock you over. <laughs> okay? No, 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 because nothing, 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 everybody say nothing, shall by any means hurt me. Nothing by any means shall hurt me because I have God's word for it. God is my protection. God is my friend. God is looking out for me. And I'm in good shape. And I'm in good hands. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We bless you and honor you, Lord. We give your name the glory in Jesus' name. 
Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.